Boom, we are back. The four Bs, bullish Bitcoin banter and bullshit brought to you by Mr. Orlin, a.k.a. the Trillion Dollar Man. The excellence of execution myself, Sir Neverlock. We've also got Dr. Evil 10%, a.k.a. the People's Champ. And surprise, surprise, still really no surprise to regular listeners and viewers. No, this is no show. What's going on, boys? Um, what I, did we expect? Uh, I've missed a notion, yeah. I have two gripes this week. Okay, mine away. So, it's all, it's tax season. <laughs> and I was going through my taxes for the 22-2023 time period. And I was loving life, right? I, I had no clue what I'd done during that year. It's fucking two years ago, pretty much, isn't it? If you're going yeah. through it, I've gone from... What is it? It's uh, it's April to December, pretty much clean, yeah, clean little little bits of Bitcoin sales to fund the life because obviously I'm all in on Bitcoin, so there's a little little bit of spending money being made, but nothing that goes above the threshold. So I'm like, this is good. This is good. Get to January, there's a big load of sales happening. I'm like, what's happened here? And I look, I think back. Oh, that's when I had to pay the tax bill when I bought a house. Mm. So I bought a house. Obviously, that then resulted in a load of cap gains. So the next year, I had to pay the tax bill for that. This year, the only sale of Bitcoin that was notable was me selling Bitcoin to pay tax. <laughs> so this year, I had to sell more Bitcoin to pay tax on the profit of that Bitcoin sale to pay that tax. <laughs> I was like, when does it fucking end? How much of my fucking money do these robbing bastards want? <laughs> so I, oh my God. And unfortunately I did it a couple of days ago and I'm like, <coughs> like, I've still got a little bit of time till the 31st. I don't have to pay it now. I did it a couple of days ago and then Bitcoin's um, dumped a little bit the last couple of days. So I went, oh, at least... At least I feel really? a little bit good there because I saw yeah. a little bit of a... It, but I got lucky. I wasn't freaking watching the charts or any bullshit like that. I just... It was um, on a Sunday. I had some time to myself. I'm like, right, this is taxes. And the next two days, the price dumps. Hopefully the price recovers and that, it becomes a bad decision. But yeah, that, that pissed me off. And then it was the day before that, actually. I had a family relative come around and... um. They were like, oh, my, um, you know, when you set up my Bitcoin DCA. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, like, it stopped. It didn't come out in January. I'm like, oh, let's, let's take a look. And they they set up on Kraken. Went in. It's this freaking FCA survey thing. Oh. Right? So they hadn't filled in the survey. So they just cancelled their DCA. They hadn't taken the payment and hadn't converted um, their money into Bitcoin. So that the survey came up in the first couple of questions, right? It's a, it's all about what's your net worth and how much money do you earn? So this person essentially is, is privately wealthy, uh, but they are pretty much semi-retired now, so not earning much money. So I filled in their, their net worth, filled in their salary, and I pressed next, and it went, you're banned from the platform. Oh. This was um, actually it was Coinbase, because I set these guys up on Coinbase years ago. They went, you banned. 
you can no longer trade on this platform. I went, oh my God, I I think I've screwed you because like your net worth is huge, but your your income is is small, right? You, this person is semi-retired. They don't need to work, right? Because yeah. they have a high net worth. They're, they're in their late 60s. They're, they're, they're winding down. Um, but you fortunately, they went, oh, what should I do? I know it's, it's bizarre, right? And I was like, this, there's no way your credential should have been banned from trading. This is not, right? This is a seven figure net worth individual, right? And, but they just, uh, they just earn in the twenties um, worth of salary. You go, but that's normal for someone in their late sixties. Cause yeah, they're, they're white, yes, they're, this isn't their main income now. They're, they're living off investments. Their house is all paid for. And then, so I, I just went, oh my God, I'm sorry, but I probably have to sign you up on, Kraken or Gemini and what the lie on that one. But fortunately, Coinbase are dumb. I went, you know what? I just have, let's just see if they're stupid and let me do this again. I clicked the button again. They let me do it again. So oh. this time, let's just lie about your income. So I just put in a nice beefy salary into the income, kept the net worth largely the same, click next, let me in. Went straight through to the survey. Now the survey on Coinbase, I'm guessing you guys have done this. But holy shit, it was quite hard. They were asking me all about staking and... I haven't actually. Because I'm more of a... When I come to do it, it's like digital dad. I just do it in lump sums and then I truly forget about Bitcoin. And I just then have to reteach myself about Coinbase Pro and just refresh my memory of... Coinbase Pro is gone, well, yeah, it has got it. It's the advanced part, isn't it, in terms of because it's all one platform consolidated into one. Um, but yeah, I'd probably need to log in at some point. Well, yeah, and then do the survey. I think the the date on the survey was Jan eighth. So essentially, if you haven't done it by then, your account gets locked, and you can't can no longer buy or sell anything. Uh, you can't even move assets out. It's just. Your, your account is frozen essentially so I, I can't do the survey on my account because my account is still banned it's still pending review pending. i don't know how long that's been there for now but it's probably about a year the yeah. longest pending review will be with you soon ever but um i i was just so triggered by this right because the the fact is they cancelled a dca so we're occurring by of someone that just they literally had a small amount that they were buying every every month they stopped it and didn't tell them. The only realized they knew was because they just went, I didn't see the payment come out this month. And then number two, they did the survey. We were honest. They got banned. This is a high net worth individual got banned from buying Bitcoin on Coinbase. I had to lie to get them through it. And then they said, thanks to me. And oh, by the way, actually, this is another thing to freaking watch the, the boomers. <laughs> they'd actually put a lump sum. They, they'd asked me a couple of months ago, like back when we were near the bottom, it's, it's now a good time to buy some Bitcoin. And, and I was like, probably, yeah, we could go lower, but I think this is this is cheap Bitcoin, right? We're well like in the teens of, of pounds. So they'd shoved a lump sum. So they thought they'd bought a lump sum of Bitcoin. It turns out all they'd done is deposited a lump sum of fiat onto Coinbase and they forgot <laughs> to convert the fiat into Bitcoin. And they're going, why is my balance not going up very much? I'm like... Because you've left it in fear. <laughs> and I'm just um, like, oh, all these things together, right? You know, like, 
this person doesn't really understand an exchange. They think just sending the money to the exchange, they magically know to make it into Bitcoin because that's all I've told them, right? They have not got shitcoin <laughs> in their life at all. And then number two, not, not only is just getting them to buy Bitcoin hard enough, right, about fucking it up, which they clearly have, and I am watching it <laughs> nearly on a daily basis, and they've still let, got this through me, right? They literally have deposited a large quantity of fiat and just left it in pounds on the exchange. <laughs> You've then got this the FCA coming in with a survey to help them that banned that not only stopped their buy, then we filled the survey in and it banned them when we gave the correct information. We had to lie to get through it. And you just go, man, we have just gone is being attacked. I've bought any for a couple of weeks. So I just logged into Coinbase and I've just had a look. So I've gone through the first bit about your net worth. And the second bit is a knowledge quiz, and it has asked me about wrapped tokens. And I was just like, yeah. I'm gonna fucking clue about wrapped tokens. I don't yeah. buy wrapped tokens. Yeah. And yeah, I've managed to be unsuccessful. Staking. Yeah, I've managed to be unsuccessful because I don't know. So I'm actually gonna have to sit down and Google all this stuff and take it again and just go, you know, what's the answer? Because I don't know about wrapped, yeah. I don't know about staking. I refuse to go down to the shitcoin casino. Oh, I know. When I was filling this out in my kitchen. And I was like, oh, this survey's easy. Because the the Kraken one was genuinely easy. It was, <clears throat> you just had to read the question, read all the three answers, and the obvious one came out. I did the Coinbase one, and I was about just to click an option. I'm like, oh, hold on. I, I actually don't know the answer to this. Yeah, it's about wrapped Bitcoin. The next one's about staking. There's another so one. He, that so depends. here are the questions. Okay. So... Um, what listing process does Coinbase follow before making a crypto asset available to trade on its platform? Coinbase only lists assets that won't fluctuate much in value, so that's false. Coinbase has a digital asset listings group which evaluates assets against legal compliance and technical security standards. Only assets that pass these checks are listed. Yeah, I'm one. guessing that one. Yeah, that then one. Coinbase will list any crypto asset already listed on another crypto exchange, so it's middle. Yeah, that, that one's oh, easy. I, then we've got which of the following is an accepted risk management strategy when trading in crypto assets, diversifying crypto asset holdings across different crypto assets, buying crypto assets based on recommendations from Twitter, <laughs> borrowing money at high interest rates to invest in crypto assets. So diversifying, it wants me to yeah. say, but I, know, I don't diversify. For, for any listeners, it's Bitcoin, not shitcoin. <laughs> I like diversifying um, like is buying Bitcoin and not anything fear or shitcoin um what best describes the potential risk when holding crypto assets if the assets are held with a centralized exchange the exchange could be subject to a cyber attack which could impact my ability to access some or all of my crypto assets so yeah if the assets are held in a self-custodial wallet the loss of private keys could result in loss of access to the assets of both of the above yes yeah, yeah. The, the, so i, mean, I feel like i'm passing but... so far um, yeah. What law governs your relationship with Coinbase as a UK consumer? US law, the laws of England and Wales, or European law? So the laws of England and Wales. It's not EU law anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty, much, yeah. pretty much the same. Oh, these are different questions. Yeah. Yeah. So England and Wales. I had that one last time, but I had something about wrapped and like I said, I didn't have a clue. What regulation applies to a UK based crypto asset business? Businesses to exchange fiat for crypto assets must register with the FCA under the UK's money laundering regulations. So, yep. yep. All crypto asset businesses must hold a license to operate a UK stock exchange, so no. And all UK banking regulations apply. So it's the um, FCA money laundering regulations. Oh, God, here we go. Here's the one which I got no idea on. 
Wrapped tokens are tokenized representations of other crypto assets. They are typically created to facilitate compatibility and interaction across different blockchain protocols. What are key risks with these types of tokens? Wrapped tokens are often used to bridge assets between different blockchains. The integration layers that facilitate these bridges might suffer from technical issues hampering mobility to transfer or utilize the tokens as intended. That's right, yep. Um, the value of wrapped token is typically backed by an equivalent amount to the underlying asset. If the mechanisms ensuring this collateralization fail, the wrapped token, um, token's value may fall. Yeah, that's also right. See, I wouldn't have a clue. I don't know. Both of the above. It's C then, I guess. Both. Yeah. Oh, success there. <laughs> with, with some help from friends, I can now actually go and buy some. Um, but yeah, that token I <coughs> a wrap still. I don't see, know. See how nuts that is, though. Like, literally, you had to do phone a friend on that survey, and you know what you're talking about. But they that those kind of questions for the average noob, the average, the average normie that is going on to Coinbase, like my relative, when they were faced with those questions, it it was like the questions were in French. All they know is go on Coinbase and DCA into Bitcoin. And if you want to do lump sums, buy it on Bitcoin. And then I'm nearly getting to the stage with this person to then go, right, we need to move to hardware wallets. But having seen the fact that they just deposited a load of pounds onto the exchange and left it there for three months, I might, maybe we just leave it on the exchange right now. Um, I really don't want to have that on my hands where it's like, you know those 24 words you still got them right you know <laughs> and it's because i don't want to freaking have to keep them for them and it, it becomes uh, way too much of a, a a burden you know like people need to become their own bank in, in in the speed that they can become their own bank but those questions are ridiculous that is not like imagine getting asked those questions at 3 a.m in vegas when you're about to put a thousand dollars down to play some blackjack there's not a single person that could get those questions right, even yeah. if you're a blackjack pro. So you get turned away from the table. You don't get asked the questions, do you? All you get asked is, do you want another drink, sir? You go, do you think the yeah. government have been told to make the questions like this extra hard? Yeah, to well, we divert make... people away from yeah. uh, crypto? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, we, we literally we read the regulations, didn't we? It was months ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We read it. There's there's 25 questions, and they've obviously um these questions have summarized it down. They don't ask you 25 questions. They ask you about five to ten, but they have to cover so many points about the products that are available within that platform. And the problem is, when you're a Bitcoiner, you don't care about all this stuff. So depending on which exchange you're on, you need to learn about staking, the wrapped coins, like all this bollocks. They, they literally, like, if, if, you've done, if you've gone a route, if you've been orange-pilled by a direct Bitcoiner and you're just doing it because um, you believe in that person and you believe you do need to hedge against inflation, you do want an, um, a currency that is going to you know, save you from fear of hyperinflation, they're, they're they're very laser focused and just doing that and you have no clue about this stuff and this is clearly imagine i can't even think about how hard it would be to onboard people i'm guessing if you onboard now this survey hits you right in the front like on sign up yeah because it's That's basically you've got, 
so reading through it, you've either got assets over two hundred and fifty grand, or you got to be paid over a hundred thousand. Oh, it's either um, or. Yeah, it looks like it was on there, but I think you know, if to make sure you get through, I think you'd have to say both. Obviously, I'm not suggesting to anyone they should lie; they should tell the truth um, and believe these regulations. Well, I, well, I just thought, what, what if you are like a student, right? You're a student. Mm, that's what I'm thinking. Or you're, the or average, just, you're anyone or, or, in your twenties, but. No, like but you're not going to have got, either of them. You're not going to earn hundred grand. You can't yet. afford the risk. The government's <laughs> trying to protect you. That's the nuts thing. It's like <laughs> stay in fiat land. It's too scary for you out there. And you go, no, I know it's scary out here. That out there. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I'm here to get away from scary land. And scary land is putting themselves on, going, no, no, no. We need to protect you. So you're going to have a load of students. I guess the thing I, I was saying it to this relative, going. Just imagine if you were that eighteen-year-old student, you were signing up to Coinbase. The first question is, "What's your net worth and how much do you earn?" Right. So you probably earn a couple of grand a year, maybe a bit of bar work that you do. Your net worth is probably minus ten grand from your student loan. You feel that in honestly, and all you want to do is stack ten pounds a month worth of Bitcoin. That's all you want to do. They will ban you from even buying the ten. Because you're not a high high net worth investor. What is this? Like the... they're, they're just trying to protect you, just like when they made you wear masks <laughs> and when they told you you couldn't go out, but they could have their parties, um, which, you know, there's no evidence of having um, parties at number 10. There's no evidence <coughs> of Gavin Newsom having parties with his elite friends. They were protecting you and they want to protect you right now. I know, but all joking aside, right? Like we wonder, <laughs> we wonder why the price of Bitcoin is is dipping a bit in in January. And obviously, this is I think this is largely UK specific, but this is genuinely going to stop the 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 adoption of Bitcoin, right? This is a great way of using regulation to put these these barriers, this friction into into buying Bitcoin, right? And it's literally, I, I it is really pissed me off because. Obviously, I've got these people. There's three or four people now that have come to me over the last month that I have orange pilled to get to buy Bitcoin. They don't largely know why. They are older relatives of mine that have seen my success and just want to. They they just want to go. You know what? We're just going to put one percent towards what you're saying because if you're if you're right, then let's let's make some money. That's like they're largely doing it for number go up, um, and they've been stopped from this. And they wouldn't have got past it if it, if I hadn't helped them get past it. How many people are out there that would de that are DCAing have been stopped and don't even know they've been stopped yet? It's only January. They might not realise until fucking August when the price is like three hundred k. They come in to go, "Oh, my DCA's been doing well. I got stopped in Jan, mate. You didn't do the survey." And by the way, the Fiat, which is depreciated by ten percent this year. Yeah, and even to get that that um, Bitcoin that you did have out of the exchange, you got to pass this test. You better you have to help pass you. The... I wonder if you do have to pass the test in order to withdraw. Um... Oh yeah, everything. When, when when I say withdraw, I mean as in take the asset for uh, self custody. Yeah, it, yeah, you, you might be right there. It might be the fact you've already bought. I think you can take what you've got on the on the exchange. You can't buy buy or sell anymore. So mean, that, that was a weird for, thing, though. So if you had the Bitcoin on there, you couldn't sell it. 
you'd I think the only thing they'd let you do, which bizarrely is nice, is send the Bitcoin out. You couldn't sell the Bitcoin for, for cash. You'd be banned from that because there's no trading, only withdrawal. So whatever you have in, in your balance, whether it's pounds or Bitcoin, you can withdraw that if you fail the test or haven't done the test, but you can't trade it at all. Mm. This is why um, you need to revert to peer-to-peer. I know, man. It's just, man, the onboarding for these boomers is going to be tough taking them down that route. The onboarding for most will be tough because I guess everybody knew that will come into it has to obviously do that as well as the existing, right? So, yeah. we've been saying it, don't we? Like, literally, yeah. literally, I think I said last year, like last year was the golden year for buying Bitcoin. It, it yeah. can never be easier. And the price could never be like have more gains in it. And the on-off rights are gonna definitely be hurt as well. Yeah. We we talked about it. Yeah, I mean we've seen with banks, weren't we? We're seeing, you know, like um I think it's Santander, NatWest, people having their accounts pulled off them because they bought Bitcoin, which sounds very like odd, but it's happened um, I think to sort a couple of people I know. I've read numerous stories on um, Reddit and Twitter about people having their bank accounts pulled and yeah. also read about numerous people having their transactions revoked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the, the problem is that I don't think people are very used to telling the banks what they're doing. And um, well, Why the hell would you? It's your damn money as mm. long as it's proven to be you. Yeah, I know. It's in, in that, obviously, that's my natural reaction as well. As a Bitcoiner, my answer to them usually would be go fuck yourself. But I know what power they have. And that their, their power is they block the transaction, right? So if the money's in that bank, and you'll send it to an exchange and they block it, um, then you're just kind of screwed. So I knew kind of to go, you know what? Because obviously they did this to me when I was um, moving money around for, for the house. You know, I hit every Ford flag and going. Had my bank account's frozen yet again. It's the second time it's happened in my life. The first time was when I quit my job and left that way. All my accounts got frozen. <laughs> it took me ages to get them back. And then when I bought a house, all my accounts got frozen again. All for my benefit, by the way. <coughs> they, they were protecting me. It did not sound like it were protecting me. How long, talking how to long were your me. bank accounts frozen for? Just a couple of days. Yeah. You just go to use it and um, you get all the notifications to say your account's been frozen. Da, da, da. And then um, you have to phone the board team. And unfortunately, what you have to do is you have to give them everything. Yeah. They, they just go, there's a load of suspicious activity. We need to know what you're doing and why. So you, you tell them, they then have to give you the little fucking moral argument at the end to go, okay, this now looks legit. However, our recommendation is you should not be doing this. You go, okay, fine, I hear you, but I'm going to do it anyway. And they go, fine. <laughs> and they open up your accounts, and then the money flows. Uh, but the, 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 I think the problem is, like, certain people, they don't want to hand over the info. When the account gets frozen, they go, right, we want to see everything. We want to go, this money that you are using to buy Bitcoin, you have to prove to me where this money came from. And, and in some instances, you know, I was buying this with, with um, like share profits. And then they go, well, where did the share money come from? I go, well, I bought these shares over a 10 year period and they could prove it. 
and you know, I have to go through pay, pay slips over a decade and go, here is the individual buys. There they are. And then the share price went up by this. Therefore, the, that amount of money went to this. I then sold those shares. It went into, into Bitcoin. Then Bitcoin went from this to this. And then I sold that Bitcoin and here we are today. And they go, okay, thank you, Mr. Yeah, now you can now you can progress. And my natural reaction is go fuck yourself. It's none of your business. This is my money. I just want to do my thing. But the government have been very clever in these AML and KYC um and just general money laundering regulations to go if the banks ever fuck up on this stuff, big fines and prison time can happen on them. So they do the enforcement. The, the second big money starts moving. Their instant reaction is to freeze, especially if you're a low, you're a pleb, and you know I was a pleb, right? It's just suddenly then big money starts moving. If you're one of the big hitters and big money's moving all the time, they probably don't give a shit. Yeah, but I'm someone that just moves big money every like. Well, in reality, I've moved it twice in my life. Yeah, yeah, twice in a Wants to get out of the game and wants to buy a house, and every other time I'm just a normal pleb again. So I'm yeah. like, it looks like. Through fair, it probably looks like fraud, right? It looks like I'm getting defrauded every like couple of years. When, uh, well, I these two instances, but it's just, I, I it is pretty disgusting. And th those those two things over the last like, actually, they both happened within like two days of themselves. Like the you know, my relative getting their DCA freaking cancelled, and then I had to do my taxes to pay tax on <laughs> the fact I had to sell Bitcoin to pay tax. I'm just like, this is tax inception right now. <laughs> and uh, anyway, yeah. Should we actually get onto the agenda? Because we actually hadn't gone to it yet. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's have a quick look. So, story number one, super bullish. I love story number one. It's, um... Oh, God, I've forgotten his name. What's his name and this guy? Come on, Preston. Preston Fish. Yeah, yeah, Preston. Preston Pish. I was waiting for um, it to include his yeah, video. We'll include the video. Yeah. Super bully. People who look at this and are saying, oh, well, once it gets to a million, I'm going to sell and I'm going to take some massive, uh, you know, returns. They don't, what they're really saying is they have no clue what's actually playing out here. Because if this, if, if this goes to a million, it's going to 10 million, it's going to 100 million, it's going to look like a Zimbabwe note of 100 trillion uh, units. Um, and that's what uh, I think, uh, if, if you think it's just going to go up to 500,000 and then it's going to kind of stop there and that's kind of like where, where it ends and like that's the end of Bitcoin, it's now you know stabilized at 500,000, you really do not understand like what's playing out here. Um, and, and I think the higher that you go like that, the more, uh, the more aggressive the bid is actually going to get and, and kind of get away from, uh, legacy policymakers and, uh, people controlling, uh, currencies, fiat currencies as, as we know them. Now, when, when does that happen? I don't know when that happens. I don't know if it's this cycle, next cycle or whatever. I, I don't know, but, um, people that are, that are suggesting that, Bitcoin is going to have smaller and smaller returns into the future. Um, I think are getting duped a little bit as to like what kind of plays out in the middle of that S curve. Um, I, I think that's what's happening with, with those kind of ideas and comments. So, uh, yeah, everyone's heard it. 
But um, this is this is the this is the kind of bullish story I think we need, especially after my fucking moaning and groaning. I but, think um, he, we've talked about this quite a bit, haven't we? Yeah. We have talked about this. You know, once it hits X, once it hits X, whatever. But he does articulate it very well. So it's like you know, once it gets to one million, I'm going to sell. But it's like once it hits one million, as he quite rightly says, it's not stopping, is it? You know, we're still in that kind of like, um, in a way, unknown phase, but also proven um, sitting where we are. But once it kind of like overtakes gold, how the hell is it going to be stopped? This is when it, you know, I'm planning on selling at 10 trillion. Um, Well, actually, I'm not because that would be just stupid because I'd be buying the Zimbabwean dollar. Um, So I think... The kind of approach to it maybe once it hits a certain amount is sell some just to ease to make the quality of your life slightly better. But don't sell it all because if you sell it all, you're not getting back in the game, are you? Yeah. You're gonna be yeah. left holding fear. You may have a stack of fear, but um, it'll be gone soon. Yeah, I think every time I sell a bit of Bitcoin, and obviously the the only reason I'm doing that is because I live on a Bitcoin standard, so everything I pretty much own is in Bitcoin. It's just I know it's the worst trade of my life doing that thing. And if and if I look back over the decades to come, that bit of Bitcoin I sold to buy a sandwich, you know, buy the, the weekly shop, I don't even want to know what that actually cost me, right? But everyone's doing that because just by buying it in fiat, it's the same thing, right? And But the problem is you have to live. It's not like I could, oh, you should have just not done the weekly shop. Like, well, what the hell? I, I've clearly got to eat. Uh so uh, yeah, this is uh, Preston. Just now, you really. could go bin it's, raiding. Uh... You what? Dumpster diving, bin raiding. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I yeah, guess you need yeah. to. Try you need to open... But I think you are in that kind of like unique position. Well, certainly compared to us, and well, actually compared to most people, in that you are in Bitcoin standard because we're kind of in that position where we still need to hedge our bets and to fear, um, because we're yeah. you know still doing a day job. Um, still in the grind, whereas you're sitting there at home playing about on your farm with your tractor. <laughs> what, what do you yeah. mean by hedge your bets, though? Like, why why would you hedge your bets? Because you, obviously you've got your fiat income. Surely you just you're doing um, for me, which is paying your fiat bills. But then I mean, ultimately, Bitcoin is back in sats, right? Bitcoin is inevitable, but it's when is inevitable going to happen? So for you, you kind of hit your point where you don't need to save and fear in order to retire because you've mm-hmm. accumulated um, because of when you got into Bitcoin. Whereas yeah. I've got into Bitcoin in a stage where if I stop paying into my fear investments and Bitcoin didn't hit my kind of like moon for 40, 50 years, I'm working till I'm 80. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of the difference. The moment which it hits that kind of like moon, Sounds like I will be on a Bitcoin standard. I thought all you got all you got to change there is how bullish you are. Well, it, well we are working on an uh, an unknown, aren't we? And the unknown is the time frame. Uh, I do, I do certainly think that it's inevitable. But Doctor Evil, ten percent's absolutely right. You know. Is that time frame in the next 10 years? It'd be fantastic if it yeah. was. It, but it looks like, like according to Kathy... Anyway, what's, what's this mystical, like, 
you might have both different price aspirations in your head in 10 years well, what exactly. you're saying is like what, what would you love in 10 years what's the price well considering i only i only uh own 10 sats because i lost the rest of the boating accident it'd have to be trillions <laughs> <laughs> i mean kathy wood talks about uh, the year in 2030, the price of Bitcoin being at $1 million. Yeah. And I think she's being quite conservative when she's saying that so as to be right. Yeah. But and, if it's worth a million, what's that in terms of purchasing power? Because we've seen a loss of, what, 40% <coughs> within the last three years in terms of our pay packets. True. So... Are we going to lose 70% of that? So in reality, you know, it's more like 300,000. Mm. And then that's, you know, not really retirement if you own a Bitcoin. So I well, think that's quite a hard one because money money is degrading a lot quicker. You know, in the last three years have really shown that they've had to do insane things to steal the money. It's one of them that I think if, if Bitcoin is worth a million dollars a coin, they, that that snowball has rolled down the hill far enough where it's unstoppable at that point like it's it becomes the world global currency like the dollar has fallen if a million dollars mm-hmm. and that's largely what preston pish is saying here where he's going it's going to 100 million because once it gets to the 1 million there's so much fear has been converted into bitcoin that it's very quickly the you know the 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 route to 1 million was so hard. It's probably going to take 15, 16, maybe 20 years to get there from Bitcoin's inception to get to 2 million might take a week to get mm. to 10 million might take I, six months to get to I think Preston's quite bearish. Like I said, I'm going for a hundred trillion trillion. That's what I reckon. Yeah, that's, that's, that's this Bitcoin hyphenization. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because him saying 100 million is exactly the same thing. Once yeah. it hits, you know, above a million, you're right. That's literally, it's played It's played its role. Fiat yeah. is finished. Bitcoin is now taking over the world because of mass adoption, because it's saying that so many people have adopted it as a currency. Therefore, it is. I always liken it, and I've said this analogy many a time, it's to the internet. Unfortunately, we just can't imagine it right now of how it will be and what it will be like in five years, 10 years, 15, 20 from now, because it will be completely different. And so, of course, we're talking about the milestone figure of uh, getting to $100,000 for a Bitcoin. And I think, yeah, we all reach that without a shadow of a doubt. But when it gets to a, a figure and an all-time figure, it'll probably get to an all-time figure quicker than we would have expected it to have and larger than the figure than we expected it to have as well. Yeah. Well, I, I remember getting to more. Bitcoin at like freaking 2016 or something. And my aspirations were to 10x in 10 years. That was it. Mm. And we 10x in six months instead. But then and I look forward and go, well, actually, that was big. But um, we basically 30x or, yeah, to today anyway, we 30x in like seven or eight years. Yeah. That's not bad. That's pretty good. And you just go, okay, so if this continues, it, I think it always sounds underwhelming, but seriously, like a 10x <coughs> is massive, right? A, a 10x is huge. 
that takes us into the hundreds of thousands, like the serious big, you know, three, four hundred thousands worth of Bitcoin. One more double up from there, we win. It's <laughs> and and as Preston says in his thing, it's it's the S curve, right? It's Bitcoin is still on that, you know, the slow and steady, and then it just starts to it starts this fucking very steep curve, which we're clearly already on. And then we plateau at the top where Bitcoin reaches its essentially infinity because fiat collapses and you can't exchange Bitcoin for fiat anymore because fiat is worth nothing. So we move on to genuine onto a fiat on, onto a Bitcoin standard and we just denominate everything in SATs. It's just what it's just how quickly that S, S curve goes up. And it's it, yeah. it's if not when. And I, and I think if we're if we're saying we don't think it's going to happen in the next 10 years, or at least if you don't think there's a 10x happening in the next 10 years, that's that's kind of crazy, right? It's just not. I think the signs are there, but it's also, like I said, it, it's about hedging your bets in our position until the point where I can um, can have got the sums to retire. And at yeah. that point, then it is, you let it play out, but I've got to have that kind of approach where I don't want to be working till I'm 80, well, till I die. Just don't only hedge as much money as you're willing to lose. <laughs> on, on, that, on that positive note, why don't we talk about everyone's favourite banker, Jamie um, Diamond. So moving on to the story, um, Jamie Diamond calls Bitcoin shit. So do we want to play this video? It's quite short, isn't it? Yeah, we'll play it. Yeah. And we're back. So, so what did what did Epstein's personal bank banker get to say about Bitcoin? It must be damning as he is very trustworthy, as per his clientele, which he keeps. You see, it seems pretty triggered. Do you know in, in this video, he, he actually <laughs> um he admits that Bitcoin's got use cases, right? And and he, he even says <laughs> trafficking. So Epstein would have loved this. So he should love this. But <laughs> it, it it really worried me actually watching this because I watched the full interview. What you've got here is only a short excerpt of the I think eight minutes that they had with him. Because the way that he was describing Bitcoin, and so he truly, truly has not done a minute's worth of research into the actual technology itself. And when he came out with the statement. How do we know that there's going to only be 21 million at the end of it? And and I was just like, oh my gosh. I, if that was the case, all of the smart people that have already tried to outwit Bitcoin would have already figured that part out. And the fact that it was already issued in the white paper from the very beginning, over 15 years ago. But yeah, yeah but he's like, I've got a different take on this because you're talking about he hasn't done his research. I think he has. Yeah. It's why would the taxi driver slay Ubers and say they're a bunch of rapists, thieves and whatever else. And that's fundamentally what he's doing. He's discrediting. There's no evidence for it because there's probably a camera inside every single Uber. So they can't do these kind of crimes. And it's the same with Bitcoin. It's like, oh yeah, why would it make more than 21 million? He knows, 
but he's just putting the doubt into certain people's minds who won't do the research. So I think mm. we can't trust we can't trust Bitcoin, can we? So he's playing a little bit of a game because he's not stupid. He's not going to go out there knowing not knowing everything, but it's not in his interest to move to a Bitcoin. <coughs> but what I did find interesting is asked about Larry Fink's position. Yeah. And do you know what? He's not going to say shit about the thinkster, is he? <laughs> he didn't want to comment on that bit, did he? He straight away went, I'm never commenting on Bitcoin again after this. Yeah, it's like he's not going to say shit about Larry Fink. No. Otherwise, Larry will come around and slap the shit out of him. Yeah, because literally, <laughs> well, what the problem is, right? It, it, he doesn't have an argument against that. Like this FUD that you were saying, where you know, Bitcoin's only for criminal activity. You know, um, was it for sex trafficking and funding terrorism? Yeah. It was money laundering, yeah. tax avoidance, illicit activities. But the Lebanese might disagree. Well, and BlackRock and Larry Fink may disagree, right? Because they're selling it as a product, which is why he couldn't answer when the, the interviewer went, well, Larry Fink, literally the founder of BlackRock, the, one of the biggest companies in the world, is offering a Bitcoin ETF. What do you say to that? And he just went, I don't want to talk about this shit anymore. He, he, does, he doesn't want Jamie. Yeah. Jamie doesn't want Larry kicking his door down and going to town on him, does he? What oh. the fuck did you say about Larry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that won't go down. But I think kind of going into it, it is the old FUD. You know, it, at least he didn't try and pull out the ESG, ESG card because that's been discredited yeah. by, publicly by KPMG. Yeah, um, but he's still got his position. It's still, like I said, it's just, it's just a load of fud, single words, no evidence backing it up. Um, and I mean, ultimately, you can talk about use cases. If it was used for money laundering, great as a use case. But the fact is, it's very transparent. So the kind of question which I always think is, well, what proportion of a dollar is used for drug tra trafficking, money laundering, tax avoidance versus the proportion of Bitcoin? I'd love to see those stats. Oh, yeah, because he, he claimed that the only like um, usage of Bitcoin outside of illicit activities was just trading between one another. Let's go. You you know all these things aren't true. You know you you know they're not. He just he just went on. Well, I think he was triggered that he went on CNBC. You know, in Switzerland during Davos, wanting to have some softballs about all their freaking virtue signaling about freaking CBDCs, which is, which is why he talked about, right? He, the one thing I think he did want to talk about was CBDCs, was tokenizing just assets or money and using the blockchain that has value. But the I think he was that is Bitcoin had no value. I think he's possibly more upset that he's dragged away from all the prostitutes in Davos. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I've heard they actually have to fly them in. There's such a demand for hookers during fucking Davos that they have to fly them in for hours. <laughs> <laughs> all those ladyboys. Just have to say that um, these um, comments which you make are pure opinion speculation. They may or may not be true. And they're all just... Purely satirical. All for the bants. It's in the title. Four Bs. One stands for banter. <laughs> anyway, should we move on to Bukulele? 
Yeah. Everyone's favourite far right wing dictator. <laughs> Been quiet recently, if I don't if I'm not mistaken. I'd um, say he's he's got way. more of a regular occurrence now. I think he's built up quite a cadence. You see him on lot lots of little things here, there, and talking about Bitcoin and you know his approach to crime and everything else. And it just seems like I think his popularity is increasing, is my opinion, because I've seen a lot more of him lately. Mm. And, and this is a big one, right? This is you know, Fox News. Oh, hold on. This yeah. Is... I've just realized this is an old clip. Just because Tucker Carlson isn't on Fox News anymore, he's he got fired, didn't he? Um, I've just got realized maybe we've been, or I have been. You need to edit that part out saying it's an old clip and hope no one notices. Anyway, either way, I think it is an old clip, but at least it's a good clip of Vukalele talking about the Fed on on a mainstream American channel, which is Fox News. But I don't think it's having just realized it's on Fox News. I just thought it was on Tucker Carlson on his new show, but that's the Fox News logo. Uh, so it probably means it's old because Tucker Carlson is not on Fox News anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's nice to see him. What, what is, the quote is the Federal Reserve prints money, they rob you from your wealth, and that's immoral. It's not only immoral, it destroys some basic economic principles like saving. I love how it's. The Federal Reserve, like it has a tank full of money. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it, and it just doesn't. Look. It, it's, yeah. It just yeah. the money it prints is is your money. It's it's not. It... Yeah. The, gov the government's stealing from your future. There's no magic money tree. You know, the, the bonds. It's always very clever, right? Because they don't just print money. They, <laughs> they they print bonds, and then people buy the bonds, and they go, "There you go." There's, they print the bonds and then a lot of people don't buy the bonds so like parts of the government have to buy the bonds yeah they buy their own bonds back <laughs> you know the, the biggest case being was it World War 1 or 2 in the UK when they put a big war bond together and no one bought it so they bought, bought it with the bank's own money yeah yeah. And exactly. go to war. And I, I actually even watched a video of someone talking about this and they, they were like a massive fiat like um person they were slagging off bitcoin and someone asked the question like what happens when um what like what's all this debt what's these trillions of debt um that exists and why can't we who do we owe it to and why can't we just pay it back and th this person was trying to explain it from a fiat clearly like a fiat positive mindset and they just went right well this debt is largely owned to bondholders and um, quite often, if we, so these people do need to be paid. And if they can't be paid based on the current GDP or like tax earnings of the country, what tends to happen is new bonds are printed to pay off the old bondholders. And you go, and even in his own head, he went, that's bollocks. But that's <laughs> right. what happens. But, it's, but it's these more people. And, more bonds. and they go, we don't print money bonds appear but they never pay off the bonds you just get paid yeah. an interest and then you have to sell on the bonds in order to get your money original money back so literally if you get five percent interest you get your five percent but ultimately the underlying value they don't go oh yeah here's your 200 pounds which you've invested in bonds after five years you just literally have to sell them don't you you don't get it reissued um i mean not i don't 
personally buy bonds, but um, I think that's um, kind of like moral moral reasons. No, buying buying bonds is just it's so ridiculous, right? It's like the the interest rates on bonds are just so low, and they largely track below inflation. And it, and and obviously, it's it, you couldn't get better of an investment really in betting in the government that you are in the jurisdiction of. And I would challenge anyone to say, do you want to make a long-term bet on your current government, no matter where you are? Is that where you want to put your money? Well, that's what we've talked about before, is basically bets against yeah. the government. And whilst I am having my kind of like hedge in fiat land, I still think it's going to happen a lot earlier. It's just that I've got to take that hedge. It's fine. You just, you just don't get a boat that has a boat in it. <laughs> I just get a boat, but I do get some deckhands to go with that boat. You might well have, yeah. Well, you might be cleaning my boat that lives inside another boat. <laughs> That's the risk that you're taking. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, should we go to Lop? Lop it. Lop. Um, Lop on paper Bitcoin. Next story. <laughs> Who's read this one? What do you want me to talk about? Yeah, I read bits. I read um, bits as well in terms of this. And uh, it's just a, yes. a discussion about different types of fake bitcoins. So, like, um, what is it, wrap bitcoin and then futures, derivatives, options, and all those kind of things? It's just an article talking about um, all the different types and how it kind of exists. But it just reminds me of like, I suppose the current fiat investment market, doesn't it? It's just representative of what he's talking about. Yeah, I think it relates back nicely to the ETF conversation, um, because obviously that's essentially paper Bitcoin, right? And I think what Lot points out nicely is, yeah. Historically, we've had derivatives, futures, and options. They've already existed. Uh, you can do all those things on the existing financial market. Now you can have an ETF. But you could have, on a crypto exchange, you could have bought wrapped Bitcoin. Uh, and then some people even accidentally bought a shitcoin that had the word Bitcoin in its name. Uh, so there's a lot of people that think they're buying Bitcoin, but are actually buying either fake or paper Bitcoin. And uh, yeah, I think with the whole ETF thing, it hasn't been more prominent. You know, I saw a tweet today, someone going, and they had a, weirdly, it's UK again. They had um, three or four um, high net worth UK individuals that wanted to buy the Bitcoin ETF. They couldn't because they're based in the UK. Uh, so these are US ETFs that we don't have access to yet. And they were asking for help. So someone had replied going, you know, we are um, a company that helps people take Bitcoin self-custody. So we have a whole group of people that will train these people to learn how to take custody of themselves. The guy replied with, they're not interested in, in custody. They just want the ETF. And they just replied going, well, time will be a harsh lesson for them when they realize they lose it all 
Here's a question for you. You've got your pension, which you contributed to for years whilst you're working. When the UCS come to the UK, are you not? Are you interested in moving that pension yeah. into a SIP? Yeah. Okay. I suppose it's locked away, isn't it? You might as well put it into Bitcoin. Yeah, um, yeah. I might as well get the best gains, even though I think it's going to get either taxed to hell or stolen directly. I may as well pretend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Play the game beforehand, and if it works out, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, like to, to use your example on the hedge thing, it's like maybe I should just shove it in Amazon or something because let's just have a little free roll. Yeah, I, it's it's an amount of money that I don't care about at this point. I I don't want to just set fire to it, but that, yeah, I, but I absolutely would. I I tried to move it into a Bitcoin. I tried to move it into micro strategy about six years ago, and my um. Well, my, my pension fund manager at the time told me I'm, I can't. So, yeah. Anyway. At that point, so the question to, I guess, the group, would you go full high risk on your pension, i.e. Dr. Evil 10%? So pensions now have the ability to have... Uh, access to Bitcoin ETFs. The minute it becomes available, do you go, yep, sign me up, put put it on full? Well, the pension fund won't do that for you anyway. But, well, no. So, what, what so you've got access to it. Yeah, yeah, so you can move it into a SIP. Yeah. And then you can invest it into what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so for me... I am in two minds about this because it is locked away money and the years keep on increasing. So let's see, what was it, eight years ago, you could access that pension money, private pension, the age of 50. Currently, it's 57. So well, it will be 57, yeah. Yeah, so it's gone up by seven years. And this is a reflection of the fact they need to keep your money locked into the financial system. So, um, so yeah, I am playing with them with it because I need to move the money from my company pension into my SIP, which I'd set up, which I've now stopped paying into. Um, and I need to work out what I'm going to do because, yeah, I don't want bonds. Because like you said, it's a bet on the government and a promise which they never fulfill. Um, so you either go S&P or World Index or you do go Bitcoin or you work out to do allocations into both. But yeah. It won't be typical investments, which most people agree with the, the approach which I'll take. Yeah, because in reality, right, it's the, the the best pension is just to invest the money the way you want to invest it. They, they, they allow your pension pension fund to dictate the rules. Just don't pay into a pension. Take the money as you earn it, and invest it as you want it. That should be your pension. So then mm. suddenly, guess what? You have every option available to you now, don't you? Because the money's in your hands. It's in your bank account and you can buy as much Bitcoin with it as you want. You could buy a Bitcoin ETF if you wanted. You could buy the S&P 500 if you wanted. And guess what? You can sell whenever the fuck you want. Right? That's, for anyone listening to this, really, that's what you should be doing. Right? You should take control of your finances. 
you're obviously paying enough attention to money and to your investments and to your finances to take to to know that you are competent enough to take control of it better than some pension fund that how often do you meet the pension fund guy what Never. decisions is he making that like literally like nearly all of us here are going oh yeah yeah you know that pension fund because i had a pension fund for about 10 years and some guy was managing it that i saw once a year and he came in and told me he was a fucking rock star and um i just went oh, all right yeah doubt it but whatever and then eventually i got the money wrangled off him and got into a fucking a sip but until then i was a fucking mug right it's just stop it just this whole pension thing <laughs> number one like we need to get rid of the word pension really it's just take your money and then you just need to build a life that is short-term and long-term viable like that's it yeah you don't spend all the money you earn today you can't because you, you're gonna get to when you're in your 80s and 90s if we get there you ain't going to be earning much money then so you're going to need to have money saved up so just plan ahead and and and, and build a portfolio that pays off short term and long term and then you're all good Get rid of the word pension, because a pension straight away just see, in people's minds means lock it away and send it to someone that will magically manage my money for me. Mm. And they don't. They 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 take the majority of the gains. Even when they invest it well, they take the gains. And if they invest it badly, they take their money anyway and give you even more losses. Jesus Christ. And obviously it's tied up into certain like ages when governments say you can have the money. You don't know what the taxes will be when they when they finally give you that money. Zero percent pension. I think most people don't want to think, do they? So <clears throat> the ability to just kind of say, well, I'm doing it. I I'm putting money aside for my pension and I've picked this one and then it's just based on hope, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's what I was doing. To be fair, I I didn't yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> the only reason I paid into a pension because everyone else did, and I was told I was breathless if I didn't. Supposedly, I'm good with money. So if you're good with money, it means you're paying a lot of money into a pension. Yeah. So I just went all right, and I started paying into a pension. Thank God, I just I resisted. Because people are going, oh, you can pay, you know, like up to 20, 25% of your salary into a pension. And I just went, that sounds fucking nuts. You know, I limited it to five, but I, I st I'm still gutted about those decisions. Because, But the fact is, you, if you're paying too much, you start getting taxed on the way out as well. Of course you do. And you're going to get um, Because I think if what? you're under like, what is it, 20, 20, 25 grand withdrawals per year, and guess what? When we're over 65, if you were drawing 20, 20, 25 grand a year, that'll probably be enough for like a bus ride and a Mars bar. <laughs> you're going to get taxed a fuck, aren't you, when you're 65? <coughs> and, and the scary thing is, right, that the biggest thing, right, that I actually started to think about once I got into Bitcoin, especially with pensions, is am I even going to be in this country when I retire? Mm. Right. You know, if this country falls and fear a uh, hyperinflation happens, I'm going to flee, right? So I'm, I'm going to just write every all the assets I have right now. 
and they write them off to zero. I'm going to flee with the bit of Bitcoin that I have left. And I'm going to go off to some other territory and live there. So when you escape, my... I'm going to be riding around in your tractor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, as long as you can buy the petrol to put in it. Like, Jesus. <laughs> it's going to be Mad Max land around here. And, uh, and you just go... In that scenario, holy shit, the pension that I pay into is attached to the government that I paid it into. So if I flee and go to a different country, do I get my pension? No, I don't. Well, they're just going to go, you fucking gone. Mm. And uh, so even that was, again, it's like you tie to the, the geography um, that you that you're born into, and and if you can guarantee that the geography that you live in right now is going to still be here in thirty, forty, fifty years, then fine. If that's what you think, then then great. Maybe your pension will 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 pay out what it says it's going to pay out. But if you need to leave at that time, like they ain't paying your pension off into some zero tax jurisdiction that you've moved to, your government's not paying that. They're going to go, no, 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 you left. You left, you voided your rights to this pension, regardless of how much you paid in. You left. Done. But anyway. That's... We digress. Um, go on. Should we move on to the next story? Yeah. Bitcoin economy. I was really looking forward to this one because uh, I think uh, Matteo Pellegrini hits on a really good point. So a few years ago, he had the realisation that most sectors of the economy will eventually be rebuilt on top of Bitcoin. So the year is now 2024 and here we are. When it comes to banking, everything will go through Swan Bitcoin, River, Strike, Real API, I believe. Collectibles will be at BTC cards, computing, start labs, crowdfunding, Gaser Fund. So at Gaser Fund. Fundraising under... for creators. Okay, cool. Yeah. Have you seen what's under sports? <laughs> yeah. Under sports, um, Real Bedford. I mean, it's giving some examples, and it's obviously quite fun to look at. But yeah. you kind of go, I don't think it's so much be Bitcoin, be built about around things like decentralization. So, you know, at the moment, there's been lots of censorship over the last so many years on social media. Um, so I think there was an alternative which was being built, but I've totally forgotten who on earth. Um, is that Ginger Comedian, wasn't it? He's talking about the... Um, Oh, AP. Yeah, talking about that platform where it's basically decentralized so you won't get censorship. And then with um, you know the YouTube equivalent is Rumble. So it's kind of like, I think it won't so, so much be Bitcoin, but it'll be around the decentralization to stop people having power. But do you think that they, essentially, the major brands within the individual sectors will be Bitcoin-led brands or... Bitcoin or pro Bitcoin brands. Oh, well, it's inevitable, so it's always going to happen. But it's just, I think it won't be so much centered around Bitcoin because Bitcoin is just going to be a payment. It's going to be the payment. 
yeah it's going to be it's going to be centered around decentralization yeah so you know rumble being the example then i can never remember what the twitter alternative is um but a decentralized version to stop well stop things which have happened in the last four years from happening again and governments having too much power but what i thought about is the bit which really interests me is we end up with bitcoin centered or decentralized government so the services but it's also when i say this i'm thinking about the transparency there so at the moment you pay your council tax it goes into a big bucket they build a fucking building they do a project which they waste money on they take loads of their pension they pay people too much they outsource it to their mates and you don't see that whereas with bitcoin you pay into a wallet but surely there'll be the audit trail then you'll be able to see where the hell that money went um, why are you outsourcing the cleaning of one toilet to your mate for 60 grand a year? You know, things like that. And yeah. I think, I hope that it would make, um, because I believe there's got to be some form of government, just not very big. And I hope it would, it would stifle the corruption which is going on at the moment. I, I think it's good, because um, I think... Um one of the list of companies that used to exist in this like whole Bitcoin economy was the, the whole financial part of Bitcoin was too much where we had BlockFi, Celsius, all these like lending and um, debt type products. And I think this list where you got, you do have banking, but just about everyone, Swan, River, Strike, Relay, most of them I think all of them just mean you stack Bitcoin. You can't stake it and all that stuff. Mm. And the, the collectibles, computing, crowdfunding, education, healthcare, investing, media, payments, podcasting, publishing, social, sports, video games. It's just basically going without realizing it, the entire almost internet is being redeveloped from a Bitcoin standpoint. Uh, I must admit, there's a number of these that. I'd never heard of. So it's a great list. And we've, and yeah. we've missed out. We've missed out art, haven't we? Ordinals. <laughs> well, 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 bizarrely, like, there actually is <laughs> genuine art on Bitcoin, which there's some great artists that do Bitcoin art. Oh, yeah. it was that guy who, um, oh, we, we went through a couple of his pictures, didn't we? Yeah. A month or two ago. Yeah. And then there's just the simple displays, which um, we all own. Yeah. Um, so one behind Sir Neverlook, one behind me, and then we've got one behind Mr. All in as well. Mm-hmm. All big fans of those. Yeah. So I think it's it's a slowly but surely, isn't it? It's um people don't realize that there's so many companies springing up in Bitcoin. And obviously, as someone that's brought tried to spring up a, a Bitcoin um company, you know, I'm gutted that in the education. Bitcoin lessons isn't listed in his little thing here, but reply to him. I know. And say, what about Bitcoin lessons? I've heard it's really good. <laughs> my <laughs> Bitcoin lessons, like at yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's one of them where the, there's a lot of companies springing up in the various different sectors, and and I think that the what really is going to um, differentiate us is, or when we realise we win is that these Bitcoin companies don't just talk about Bitcoin, right? I, I, I always thought this. It's like 
Now, Bitcoin Lessons wins when my app is actually teaching about things that are not Bitcoin. It's, the, the app was designed to teach you about Bitcoin, but then eventually we win. So everyone knows about Bitcoin. So we pivot the app to go, right, we just need to teach about how to manage your Bitcoin or how to um, build a career or a relationship or, or whatever. It's like eventually just knowing about Bitcoin or buying Bitcoin or how to talk about Bitcoin or how to learn about Bitcoin is it's like none and void. It's like, you know, it's just, it's almost like, how do you speak English? Yeah. It's like, you, you eventually you don't need to do English class, right? You, now you talk about, you might talk about English language or literature and you go into that space, but really you tend to use your English language with how do I do maths, physics, you know, all these different careers that spawn off the fact that you can now speak English. Congratulations. You can now, that's just a platform. And I think the one thing I point out about all these companies are in every single sector that he lists, all they do is in that sector, talk about Bitcoin, mm. uh, which is good. But I think we need to get past that and we need to go, okay, these are, these are companies that are Bitcoin um, on a Bitcoin standard but they actually just do something that is non-Bitcoin related. MicroStrategy would be the uh, a key example of that. So MicroStrategy as a business doesn't necessarily do anything in, the, in terms of how it makes its core money <laughs> Bitcoin related. Uh, you know, it competes with the likes of... Uh, I forgot Name escapes me actually in terms of who who they compete with. It, it's like I want to say Oracle or SAP or someone like that. Let me just double check. Like strategy competitors. Yeah, it's the yes, yeah, the Microsofts, it's the SAPs, it's the Amazon quick site. So what they do is completely different to Bitcoin. However, of course, they reinvest those profits into Bitcoin and could well one day become the largest organization in the world based on the amount of Bitcoin that they have as well. Um, There'll be a few, I'm sure. And ones that are not necessarily out there. Um, Tim Cook from Apple has always said that whilst he's not come out as a, a genuine Bitcoiner, he did say that it would be silly not to potentially own some and have a little bit. Yeah, it's just like you look at uh, Real Bedford's freaking website and then uh, it's a bit of a side note but I, I have seen from fucking pedro on linkedin uh, apparently um real bedford are getting their ground taken off them next year there's a there's another, oh, there's another team called um bedford town 
and um, the mayor is giving them their ground. So uh. Peter McCormack is going to sit over like LinkedIn. It's the only platform I'm not blocked on him from. Mm. And uh, he's getting the ground taken off him. So who knows? I guess he's um, getting a bit triggered about all that. Someone else has got access to his ground. And um, I, but I was weird. watching an interview with him and he raised a really good point where people are very close to what he's trying to do. So, you know, the cheat code conference that we'd spoken about that's coming up in April. Yeah. yeah. Um, he said that the companies should really be jumping on board to what he's offering and what he's doing in terms of the amount of millions of pounds that it will bring in to the economy. Because let's say the group of us, because of course Mrs. No Show isn't gonna show, we get a hotel, we go down, we spend money in the bars, we um, you know, we go to the game, it then creates more revenue, it creates a buzz in and around the city. This is all going into the back pocket of the council and the businesses alike. And they're and they're not welcoming this. They're not, you know, they're thinking bigger than this is a great opportunity to be a part of. Bedford is a town that's pretty much on its ass. And he could single-handedly save it because they've already jumped two leagues and they are continuing to no doubt will will continue to no doubt do that. You know, they are the 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 Bitcoin um Wrexham. And if there is a documentary, which I'm sure that they are filming, then it'll be a great one uh to watch in terms of its rise. Yeah. The, the, the problem people is are just I, fighting it. Is it's just going about it the wrong way in, in the way that I see it. It's it's one of them where obviously you're you're in fiat land, right? Where obviously the government own who owns what grounds and there's clearly a discrepancy about Will Bedford and Bedford Town on who owns the ground. At the moment Will Bedford have it and it's being given to Bedford Town from next season. And instead of just going, right, let's just fight this and can try and win and he's just going on Twitter, going on LinkedIn and slagging people off like Pedro does. <laughs> right? It's why he lost the Bitcoin crowd. He just he loves to go on the attack. He loves to be a contrarian. No matter what, just fuck everyone, right? And you just go to a certain extent, I respect it, but then there's a certain line of sometimes you need to accept that you're wrong. And um unfortunately I think he's gonna run the football club into the ground. I mean, he's going to spend mm. all the. He's he's got Gemini written all over the shirts of Will Bedford for the men and women. He's trying to say that he's growing the women's game and da da. da. I think fundamentally, he's just um. He's just spending all Gemini's money and then pissing off a load of politicians. You know, he he's literally. I saw his latest post on LinkedIn, is taking a massive. Um, swipe at the Bedford mayor as to how he's corrupting, giving Bedford Town his ground, and da da da. And he's go, okay, on Bitcoin Twitter, this kind of works a little bit. Yeah. 
but in the real world you need to be a little bit more diplomatic and maybe go take out the mayor for dinner maybe slip him a bit of a backhander <laughs> that's that's fiatland right fiatland is corrupt it's shitty but naming and shaming him on linkedin on twitter all it's going to really do is bed him down is in, in his existing decision that you don't get the ground next year so and look i want real bedford to do well you know but anyway whatever we'll That's see next story right next story is btc versus usd issuance schedule so uh Alan B. Watts has stated the remarkable faith the people still have in fiat given the mathematical reality. Uh, all USD has to do to become obsolete via being inflated away into nothingness is continue what it has been doing so since 1913. All Bitcoin has to do to become the next global reserve currency is continue what it has been doing since the 2009 Genesis block. So are you sharing your screen or could you share your screen? I think it's one definitely for the visuals. What I thought about this is, doesn't it fit in quite nicely with the first story? So it's kind of like towards the end of the pod, but it's why 100 million doesn't matter. And it kind of is just a different view on the whole thing because we know it's going towards zero. It's like, if you asked anyone, well, anyone who's got a clue, would your dollars buy more or less um, jelly beans next year? Yeah. Less, isn't it? The following year, will it buy more or less? Less. And it's inevitable. It's going to be worth less and less and less each year. So we are going to have this big curve. Yeah, it's actually very interesting, actually, to watch this curve because obviously the Fiat curve pretty much starts in 1971. And um, if you go back before this, it's just flat which is why the curve just doesn't really start before this, because this is largely the, the US dollar. And it was flat before then. It was it was pegged to the, the pegged to gold. Well, it's not flat because they pegged it a few times, didn't they? <laughs> um, yeah, but, but by and large. Is, and it's also decreasing by 2% because yeah. of gold. It's just compared to what they're doing now, right? It's, this is Parabolic. a crazy up curve, right? They... They went, they went kind of slow for the first 20 years and then, Jesus Christ, they just, the last 20, they've, it's almost straight up. And then you look at the, the Bitcoin schedule and obviously this starts in 2009. So we're already largely through the majority of this big curve because Bitcoin went through a lot of inflation uh, when it got launched because obviously there was 0% Bitcoin issued. So we need to issue a lot of Bitcoin. We're already now pretty much at this point. You know, we're with ninety percent of the Bitcoin has been allocated. So, so now we just have a nice little gradual curve. It's just the amount of Bitcoin that is going to get issued is very gradual, very slow. The the Bitcoin that is going to get allocated has been allocated. So this is guaranteed, right? This is mathematically guaranteed, and this goes to. And this goes to 2041, but it could go to 
twenty, um, you know, twenty fucking two hundred, and this line would just still be flat because Bitcoin wants to issue mm. twenty one million. It's issued at twenty one million. Uh, imagine if this chart went anywhere near twenty forty one. This this chart is this is on today's date, right? This is on twenty twenty four, uh, where the fiat has gone up here. If we move this chart out, or we mark mm. it even further out, and we we go to twenty, you know, four hundred, we know Bitcoin is at twenty one million. Where's fiat? So am I reading this right? So we're talking about reissuance of dollars here. Mm. So we're currently at. 33 trillion. Um, trillion. And then if we go back to half, so looking for a kind of like the halving of <laughs> the dollar as such, <laughs> um, it's about 2010, isn't it? Yeah. And then if we go back again, so we look for, so we're about 16, you're looking for eight. And eight's appearing about 2004. Bloody going quick, isn't it? Of course it is. The, yeah. the US once, once it gets out of control, clock. it just it gets out of control, right? It's it's going exponential. We're hitting hyperinflation. They're asking for the US national debt clock to come back and make its uh, first 2024 appearance, and it is 34 trillion. Yeah, yeah whereas it looks like four trillion in about 1990s ago. Guess it's quite hard to work out, Miss Grant. Okay, then, in 1990, yeah. the debt was three trillion two hundred twenty-eight million ninety-two thousand. Was how much? Sorry, three trillion two hundred twenty-eight million ninety-two thousand. Then if you go, it's meant to be about twenty years, but if we go for two thousand and five, I think you probably see the doubling there. Okay. Bear with me. I can get you to 2004, and you're absolutely right. Or oh, it's actually a bit over. So it's uh, yeah, seven trillion six hundred and thirty-five million and eighty. So it's every fifteen years, but then in the two thousands of financial crash, that's when it doubles a lot quicker. And then Correct. it seems to be going even steeper now. So it's just yeah, it's just insane looking at that. Quite scary as well, but you know it's it's all for a good cause to stimulate the economy. <laughs> um, but if you look back into history, you know we've discussed this numerous times. Any kind of like government issued or back currency, so one of the Chinese empires, Roman, um, it's always ended up burning out when there's been some kind of way of them manipulating the supply. So China, it was the first paper-issued um, currency, and it burnt out, I think it's 50 to 100 years. The Roman currency, they started coin clipping, it burnt out. and But it's lasted, you know, 50 years of pure paper currency, but it's quite a manipulated one before that for 50 years. So it has lasted probably 100 years in it, in, in a rough paper format. So far, I oh, got lost once again in that US debt clock. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to move on to finish with um, 
Trump. Trump yeah. saying there will never ever be CBDC. So is it a clip which we play? It's quite short, isn't it? I will fully uphold the Second Amendment. I will never allow the creation of a central bank digital currency where they can rob your money. We will protect innocent life and we will restore free speech, which we don't have. Now. And we're back. Yeah. Yeah, Trump says he'll never allow the creation of central bank digital currency where they can rob your money. So I've heard, I can never remember, who's the person who's rumoured to be his um, vice president? Who's this meant to be? Famous guy? Or... Yeah, so there's someone else who's going up against him for leader of the Republicans. So it's him. No, another guy who's quite popular, quite articulate. And apparently it was him who's feeding him all this information about CBDCs. Vivet, something. Yeah, that's the one. So he's feeding him um, about CBDCs, which is where this has come from, because... Uh, you know, like Trump, I don't know if it'd be on his radar fully. No. Um, but it's also very interesting because if you've he did a book with Robert um, Kiyosaki back in about two thousand and two. I want to say it's that long ago, and it and pretty much it's centered around inflation and how corrupt it is. And is it's, it the, we want you to, why we want you to be rich? Yeah, exactly. And it's talking yeah. about actually getting past that because. Um, of inflation basically robbing your wealth. I always find it quite humorous that he was a president and he was involved in writing that book. <laughs> I, I, I do find it very interesting that Trump's gone, you know, I would never allow the creation of a central bank digital currency where they can rob your money. That sounds great, right? It's... um. And I think I do subscribe to the fact that Vivek has just told him to say this and this is potentially a vote winner because even if you don't go on to a CBDC, the existing dollar does the same thing. <laughs> they can still rob your money. They, when he was president, every time he printed more money, that was robbing money of the citizens that had earned that money. So I'm not, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't but, think he knows what he's saying here. No, I don't. I don't no, Trump is I think he's been advised, enough. but like I said, if you go back and read the We Want You to Be Rich, literally the whole first chapter is about inflation and what a con it is. I just think that he's delaying the inevitable, but doing what a great politician would do is gaining votes because he can only be in office for the next four years. So essentially he's saying that I you'll not have CBDCs whilst I'm in office. Okay, fantastic. But it, it will come because the government and the powers that be in America want to be able to control and see what people are spending their money on. So he'll be the blocker until he's gone or until they impeach him again. Yeah, so we've got another 
we've got another four years for hyperbitcoinization because will enough dead people be able to come out and vote for Sleepy Joe to keep Trump <laughs> off the throne? And that is a question which everyone's asking themselves. <laughs> the meme you sent as well with regards to <laughs> does he run for for president? And <laughs> like, does he run for Senate or do they put him in an old people's home? <laughs> it's a classic as well. <laughs> Yeah, share the screen. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you have this week? Oh yeah, yeah. what about Jamie Diamond? You could all is that little hodler who did that cartoons? I don't know if we get pulled up if we um put that as a cover because that's quite a good one for the cover. Mm. Um, and the final one with one was a bit of a tribute to um Miss No Show. <laughs> I think that one might uh get get people to click. Which one? Uh, the Starbucks. Oh, a Starbucks, yeah, yeah, yeah isn't it? Like instead of buying the actual product, just buy their stock. But I, I wouldn't recommend buying their stock, but. yeah, I mean, buying an individual stock is risky because you are going yeah. down, down the gambling, aren't you? Uh, but yeah, Sleepy Joe Biden is is the winner for me out of those three. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's kind of crazy, isn't it? It's just um, it's just nuts about that. Trump is number one. He's still in the game. Like they've tried to cancel yeah. him so many times, and then it's like the Undertaker, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's it's. Uh, I, I would say he is the controlled opposition. I, I don't believe Trump is. He, he just can't be at this point. Like, he can't genuinely be anti-establishment. He's got to be one of their, you know, he's one of their bad guys that they just use to go, oh, he's a bad guy. We don't want him to win. And then, oh, he keeps winning. Oh, no, no, no. But really, they're supporting him. But this whole CBDC thing, I don't think he knows what he's saying. Um. I think that's what I kind of wonder about every politician, even like Bekele and Millet. I think, are they in, in the circle? Is this just a play which kind of like fucks up at some point and then it gets mm. thrown out and they go, oh yeah, let's go towards our version of socialism and we end up with fucking dictators again. Yeah. And with so, digital feudalism. Because we had Millet, didn't we, in... We are, I was going to say, uh, Millet didn't make the agenda. No, he didn't, no. <clears throat> Weirdly, I, I think it was just a bit too much last week, but yeah, he was going viral like crazy last week, speaking at Dabble. Yeah. Now, he didn't like, anywhere mention the word Bitcoin. No. But he did talk very heavily around how Western societies have obviously raped and pillaged uh, people from the ability to save, essentially. Yeah, he laid into all the elites who want this kind of like controlled environment. Like I said, it, yeah. I think we always term it as socialism, but in a way, it's not really what socialism is, it's just an excuse. They term it as socialism to then get dictatorship in, and we end up mm. like serfs. So he's called it out. And it'll be interesting because the proof's in the pudding. We've seen a massive turnaround in El Salvador in four years' time, or however long um, Bukele's been in, but Argentina. 
it was a well-written speech. Yeah, well, he if you look at his background, he's been in various economic positions. So, you know, it's what he excels in. It's just whether he is controlled opposition. Yeah. Um, and what he belongs to, or whether he's just doing these speeches to rope people in for something which we're not seeing. Um, yeah, I also think it'll be interesting to see that if he's uh, if he's knocked off, who is he knocked off by? <laughs> you know, is he knocked off by the elites, or is he knocked off by somebody else in the uh, in the gang? You know, do Argentina turn against him? Well, that, that's what I'm wondering. But he does something way too far right and yeah. ends up fucking up Argentina even more, which I think would be quite hard. Um, and then they go, oh, this is why you shouldn't go far right. Yeah. Um, even though he's just, probably more what you call central. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's, um, again, his speech spoke a lot of clarity with regards to what he's trying to get across. Right, well, there we have it. We've uh, seen it. And we, we also, and I know we don't really talk about it, but we haven't really touched on the uh, the price reduction in what, in what we've seen. But there's news speculating that it's uh, SPF from the death and from the, from the dead. And FTX have been dumping Bitcoin. And, uh, and that's also affected... The price, as well as GB, uh, as well as Grayscale GBST, they have fees on their EFT. So users have been dumping the ETF with them, and then going with other ETFs because they don't charge anything, and have agreed not to charge anything for up to a year. And of course, when they're dealing in big money in the likes of what these guys are, it adds up to a quite a lot of when it comes to that 1.5%. So they've managed to, or they've said, okay, we'll take our bags elsewhere. And as with everything Bitcoin related, this, especially with price, seeing five years. Yeah. Cool. Right. Well, there we have it. That was another episode, this time, Podcom 28, brought to you by Mr. Rollin, a.k.a. the Trillion Dollar Man, Dr. Evil 10%, a.k.a. the People's Champ, myself, Sir Neverlook, a.k.a. the Excellence of Execution, and Mrs. No Show, our ESG correspondent, live and direct from, you name the work country of your choice, a.k.a. No show. Peace.